Hello everybody, it's me Ross and welcome back to the Kings of Anglia Fan Social. Hope you all had a good weekend and are getting ready for a very exciting few weeks. The fixtures, the new kits and of course the pre-season schedule is out there. We know we'll be heading to Needham Market, West Ham at Portman Road, a trip to the Den against Millwall. And uh, we're going to talk all things town in today's episode. We've got a Davidson in Harry, good old Matt Makins returning. And Ben Diaf is joining us to discuss all things blues. Let's get right into the man making his debut. He dropped into my DMs and said, I want to get involved, Ross. How would you get involved? Well, Harry, you are here. Welcome to the show. Let the listeners know who you are, how you came in town fan, and all that sort of stuff. Hello. Thank you, Ross. Yeah, so uh, I'm based in Bristol at the moment, but I've always been southwest based, so I feel like a little bit of a fraud. Um, born in Devon, uh, North Devon, so right in the other side of the country. Um, persuaded, not persuaded, from a very incredibly young age. Me and my brother were uh, persuaded to be Ipswich fans by my dad, who was born in Felixstowe, uh, lived in Ipswich for many years, sat on the touchline as a kid, watching all the good games and all the glory years, and then kindly uh, had me, myself and my brother, and we've lived through quite a boring last 10, 15 years, really. Um, but I didn't think there was a better time to get involved and uh, stop chewing my friend's ears off about about Ipswich, about clubs that they don't care about, apparently. Um, it'd be great to come in to talk to like-minded people, Ipswich fans, about how, how good and exciting this upcoming scene is going to be. So, look forward to it. Yes, mate, it's great to have you on. And um, just do what Harry did. Basically, drop me a DM on Twitter or wherever you want to you know, message me. Uh, Ross me in the UK and get involved. We want more voices heard throughout this season. A very exciting season, of course, fourth year in League One. But hopefully... It's a successful one. I'm going to go over to good old Matt Maker next, who we've um we've been battling on the five-a-side pitches, our goals. Matt, you, me, and you have been the team captains, getting the the pitch booked, making sure everyone's turning up for the tennis uh, five-a-side. Was ten of us, of course. Um, but Matt, welcome back to the show, my friend. Well, thank you very much. Glad to be back. Yeah, I've, I've enjoyed that. We've done two KOA socials, and we uh, five-a-side socials. We've got another one. I'm, I'm feeling good. Uh, eight goals and two appearances. You know, I think five-a-side is definitely my uh, preferred size of pitch. I, I can never score when I play seven-a-side on a Thursday night. So, yeah, I might try and convince them to switch the numbers down. But, yeah, no, pleased to be back and sort of have a chat about what, what's coming up in the pre-season and the, uh, and the exciting times ahead. A uh, big shout-out for um, Stu's debut. Uh, five aside last week as well. Um, he was great, and and also, and I feel Ben is going to lead into uh, Ben's introduction. But there is somebody uh, in this uh, episode who has got an absolute cannon of a foot on them, and it's not no, me, not and me. it's not Ross. <laughs> No, but uh, yes, good old Ben Diaf is joining us. Ben, welcome back to the show. You've been on your travels. You've been to Chicago watching many sports and at a stag. Good old stag, a lot of beers down here. But how are you, mate? And you were joining us for the first five-a-side session and you did score some absolute belters. You you carried our team. Of course, Heath, he had to go and go because he broke his knee or hurt his knee. Um, but yeah, that was good fun. But how are you, my friend? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you, Ross. Um, thank you for the introduction um, between you and Matt. Very kind. It was, yeah, excellent joining um, everybody for the five side. Great atmosphere. Um, everybody, I think, was uh, blowing out of the, their proverbial quite quickly, trying their hardest to impress each other. It was um, yeah, really interesting evening and um, just as good to have a couple of drinks after and um, always socialise with, uh, like Harry said, like-minded Ipswich fans. Um, and yeah, just about recovered from Chicago, a five day stag trip, um, which definitely took everything out of me. 
Um, yeah, felt pretty empty coming back at the beginning of this week. And then we had the, sorry, the beginning of last week. Then we had the wedding for, for said Stargot at the weekend. So, um, but feeling good, ready to go. Looking forward to talk about town and um, looking forward now to the friendlies, the kits, fixtures, everything. Can't wait. Let's get into it then. So yeah, the off-season is still here, but there's a lot of things coming out there. And of course, the pre-season schedule dropped last week. And I thought, why don't we talk about it and get your thoughts on pre-season as a whole? Do you care? Are you interested in it? Are you going to go to any of the games? Let's bring up the pre-season schedule then, boys. Um, so here we go. So June 25th. Yeah, you are reading that right and you're hearing that right. We've got a pre-season friendly on June 25th, which is just madness. Um, need a market away. That'll be an interesting one. Maybe... Uh, what team will it be? What team will play? Um, you never know. Then July 12th, my birthday. Just let a little, little plug there. Um, West Ham at home at Portman Road. Then June 6th, uh, July 16th. We'll put June 16th. Ignore that. <laughs> People watching. Um, AFC Women away. Of course, there's a double header. Of course, the women's team will also be there as well, which is going to be a great occasion for everyone. Then we've got uh, July 23rd, Millwall away at the Den, as I mentioned. And then we end pre-season with a home game against Southend, the mighty Southend of National League. Um, so there's the fixtures. Harry, um, your thoughts on the fixtures as a whole, and do you care about them? Yeah, so two good testers in there. Uh, it's nice to see West Ham coming to Portland Road. I think we had that a while, but I think we beat them last time they came down, didn't they? Um, yeah. But there's lots of nice fiction there. Um, Millwall away is always one that I will uh, try to get to and enjoy going to. I took a good friend who supports Forest along when we won 4-3. I can't remember who scored the last winner, but it was in the 93rd minute. I remember getting it on video um yeah great games um in general my short answer would be not so much really it's obviously all about getting players on the grass having time together to gel and stuff um this year definitely more so um i'd say there's a clear gap between the abilities of a manager like mckenna who just i think we're all thrilled to have to be honest as a breath of fresh air uh compared to someone like lambert i would have loved to be a pre-season lambert see what see what they've been doing because i watched them you know we've all watched them for multiple games in a row with having no shots on target so i'd love to see what they were what they were working on compared to someone like mckenna who came in straight away with a squad that wasn't even his and you could see the impact he had straight away with how he played and stuff so time on the grass is obviously obviously huge um yeah and you can see how was his influence on the way we play um uh one thing i did uh notice earlier in the week um i listened to another podcast another football podcast guardian weekly was neda manua the old uh uh, Man City and QPR player was talking about pre-season and just about the evolution of the game and how back in the day uh, players used to have you know numerous weeks off going like jogs and then when they come back to pre-season they would treat it as um, treat it as actually getting fit whereas these days he said it's just no, it's nothing like that anymore the young pros we all know players like the bigger pros Bellingham Rice they don't drink anymore you know they're they're they're, they're very much professionals now and uh, I think it's a shorter break our first game there is on the 20th of 5th of june which i think is just mad that's two weeks away like it's not so much of a break is it um i feel like mckenna coming from a professional background at united will, will want to get everyone back in up to speed and absolutely no chance of failure of getting promotion next year so hopefully uh hopefully that's what happened and he, he also said just to briefly touch on before i stop myself waffling is that um apparently the sport, sports science teams at qpr and i'm sure that other clubs do this um, took their body percentage about on the last day of uh, last day of the season, and they said you cannot come more than one percent more body fat um, that when you arrive for preseason. So whether we've got some strict things in place, I don't envy the players. That's that's not a way to enjoy the only time you have off for a holiday. But, um, but yeah, no, I, I look forward to them. It's good good time to get uh, 
minutes on the pitch working together, especially with the new signings and, and hopefully put some good stuff next season. Indeed, yeah, the bleep test. Get ready, boys. Get ready, the players. Um, having to do that. Um, but yeah, Matt, as 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 Harry said, it is time just to get the players back on the grass, get their fitness up. Um, the games aren't, you know, they're not competitive fixtures. They are friendlies, as they are called. So um, they're not. You never look for a competitive game. Although there's some friendlies I've watched sometimes, and some tech players getting into tackles and thinking, "What are you doing?" Um, but what's your thoughts on it? And the schedule itself, it's a it's a it's a change. We, we mentioned this on the main pod. We've got West Ham, and then we sort of go down the leagues a little bit. We go to play against a League Two team, then a Championship team, and the end with a National League team. So before we had West Ham and Millwall last season. No, we didn't have Millwall. Who do we have? West Ham and Crystal Palace. No, Crystal Palace and Millwall. Yeah, <laughs> I'm waffling now. Matt, take it away. <laughs> I'm glad to. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very similar in Harry that I've never normally been quite fussed about pre-season. It is, as you say, time on the grass. Uh, on a great title of uh, Bobby Robson's first autobiography as well, which is on the shelf behind me. So actually, I think it's beyond my football shirt, to be honest. Um, but I, I'm actually a little bit more intrigued about it this season than I have been previous seasons. And that is because of Kieran McKenna and this sort of more, well, I say modern approach. We, we seem to be finally catching up with the rest of the footballing world, really, because from what you hear about last year's pre-season, really, uh, was Paul Cook Adam running and then when they'd done that they did a little bit more running and running and it was very much going back to what Harry said about the evolution of pre-season it sounds like Paul Cook was kind of hadn't evolved in that sense um, whereas obviously Kieran McKenna's taken him to Loughborough for pre-season training you know there's going to be more sports science to it the sort of thing Paul Hurst tried to do and, and failed, same as with everything else in his short tenure at the club. Um, so I'm actually, normally I, I don't bother with with games. I was kind of half tempted last summer because obviously we'd, we'd not been able to go to games previous season. My sole outing was when we, had, um, when we were allowed into the Burton game, which was, I mean, we won and it was great to be back in the ground, but it was wet, it was horrible, there was only 2,000 of us. So I know that sort of like, a lot of people went to that Dartford game um, just because, you know, I can watch town again, you know, the government have said I can actually go to a football game. But this year, I'm, I'm interested to sort of see how pre-season trains gone with these friendlies. I mean, I, I like that Needham Market are on there, Market Men. I mean, I think that's Needham Market's one of Liam's about 50 clubs or something, I think, isn't it? So I don't know if he's had a word with Kieran McKenna and said, get them up, get them up to play the Market Men. But that, that's a nice little one. We'll go away to a non-league ground. You know, um, my dad's a bit of a casual West Ham fan, so I've already said I'll take him to that one. Um, what I'm really excited about, though, and Ross, this will come as no surprise to you that I'm really excited about this, because I think I messaged you when it came out, was the double header for Wimbledon. Because, um, one, I didn't get a chance to go to Plough Lane last season because it got moved to a Tuesday night because because Wimbledon had the absolute gall to go further in the FA Cup, and I couldn't do that Tuesday night because of work. So I missed out on Plough Lane, and, of course... Wimbledon got relegated to League Two at the end of last season. So one, it's another opportunity for me to get to the new plough lane. Uh, and two, the fact that it's a double header with the women's team, I think, is is really exciting. Obviously, we had that last season in the leagues with the Argyle games. Um, and hopefully, uh, we'll see that more. But yeah, um, don't know if I'm going to bother with Millwall away. I've been to the Den. In fact, I went to the Den in 1819 when Paul Lambert was in the stands. Um, and it was a terrible game. And there was all that confusion around the uh, remembrance silence in the late October rather than November and 
fans coming in late and not realising they were interrupting uh, uh, remember, um, Armistice Silence. So don't know if I'm bothered about Millwall and probably get to Southampton. But yeah, I'm actually going to try and get to sort of probably, I think like I said, Millwall's probably the only one I'm not actually going to go to. So um, I'm just I'm just really interested. We should have, hopefully, if we carry on with sort of the positive progress and hopefully we'll hear some about some more signings this week um, and, and just sort of see those new players and just see what a, a modern pre-season with a modern forward-thinking manager is like. Because I'll be honest, we've not had that in quite a while, have we? <laughs> no, we haven't. We haven't indeed. And that's a, that's a nice little segue to you, Ben, really, to talk about we've got a squad, really, who are probably going to be ready for pre-season. We've signed two players already, hopefully more to come, but we're not going to be like, Paul Cook sort of team where he had to rebuild it all and there's still players coming through when the season started but now we've got pretty much a core of a squad who are there Walton will have a proper first pre-season George Emerson will Connor Chaplin there's going to be a lot who are going to be here already in the building ready to do the bleep test and all that sort of stuff and then be ready for it but um, your thoughts on pre-season as a whole my friend yeah I think uh, Morsi is someone you didn't mention there again as captain how can I I forget Sam Morsi sorry Sam to get hold of uh, yeah private message you again and tell you off and not having faith in us. Um, he, um, he will be able to get the squad by the scruff of the neck and show them all the standards that they expect for the rest of the season. Like um, Harry and Matt have said, it, it will be interesting. It will be different, a different uh, approach from um, from McKenna. I think everybody's liked what they've seen so far. You, you'd be, yeah, I think you'd be quite unpopular if you, if you didn't say what you'd like from him. Um, and we're certainly going, I've got full faith we're going in the right direction. So um, I'm, I'm keen to see how we do. Pre-season's always, I, I, I absolutely adore football. I've got my season ticket again. I live and breathe football. My wife will just tell me all the time that I won't shut up about it. The only benefit of living with me is that people just can't help but soak up more football information. So she's quite popular at school because she can sort of relate to the girls and the boys because she can talk football um, just because she hears me rattle a lot about it. But I do like the break. I do sort of separate. It means that thirst for coming back in the new season is is sort of um, is there, sort of uh, more hungry and ready to go. So I, I might go to West Ham just because I've got a few friends um, already who've sort of messaged me who are West Ham fans, and I might bring them along and we'll sit there and maybe have a beer before the game. That that'd be a good one to do. Um, but Wimbledon's on a Saturday. Saturdays, I'm, I'm not I'm not really sure I'm going to be able to do a Saturday, but that that also stands out as Matt said. I think it's great for the club to have a double header. It's absolutely brilliant for the women's team. More exposure to maybe more of the fan base they wouldn't otherwise get. Um, Plough Lane, obviously, is a a really nice little ground. I was lucky to go last year. um, And you can make a real real day of it. Um, Millwall's a possibility because I I think that will be our main test. And that will be as close as we see possibly to the starting 11 on the... um, What's that? A week away, isn't it, from the start of the season? So... Yeah, West Ham, I think, is quite early doors. I don't know what we can expect from our team there. But when we get round to uh, Millwall away, I think that's another one I might try and go to just because it might feel like uh, closer to a league fixture. South End, again, I think it will just be all about maybe someone like Wes Burns might get a few more minutes because he's been with Wales and they won't start him in the first few games. Someone like that. But I'd have thought we won't be anything like full strength of the South End game. So really interesting, as you said, Ross, the way they've done it, you know, sort of tapering off probably with South End. No disrespect to them, but you quite often have your main friendly. But back in the day, I remember sort of we used to have, well, we were meant to get Lazio again, weren't we? Um, we had some other big clubs at Portland Road just before the season started. But this time we've got Southend and that's absolutely fine. That's fine. Don't, not, don't mind that at all. Um, and of course, you know, I think 
there's one day we could be doing the you know Arizona tour, you know, because of the owners and stuff. I'm sure that's booked in one one year, and I think um you know that would be exciting for a lot of town fans if they want to go to Arizona. And I will take absolutely... the season seriously if that happens, Ross. <laughs> yes, but yes. Record that one. Definitely, definitely. But I'm putting that on the record now. Definitely, anyone will take that seriously because everyone wants to go to Arizona. Or like, I went to Germany in 2019. You know, when Paul Lambert's first you know preseason that was really good fun um you know playing against some german teams and just being in germany and a lot of beer and food was consumed did he, did he play in germany lambert i i don't think he ever mentioned it ben can't remember beep, 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 beep. yes um there we go well there we go preseason is literally up and running um you know as i said it's only a few weeks away it's it's crazy to think that that preseason is going to be here and uh, games will be played again um so let's get right into um Something that dropped last week about five subs. So the EFL have changed some regulations. And Harry, five subs can now be used in league matches. Um, so, well, <laughs> what's your thoughts on this, my friend? I would say for, for for bigger clubs, I think it's an advantage, isn't it? We saw it coming in the Premier League and you had some of the clubs at the bottom of the Premier League probably quite fearing that teams like Man City can bring on Sterling, Mahrez, Grealish, Foden, whoever they want, you know, five of them, it makes a big difference. Um, there's a couple of different aspects to look at. I think in from that point of view, Ipswich, we have a squad which nearly all clubs in League One would desire. And even, you know, looking at the looking at the bench last year, we had so many good names in it coming off the bench, you know, Sonia Luco, Chaplin, Salina, whoever wasn't playing. The 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 strength of depth is obviously something which which plays to us. So having more subs can help but also um the next thing obviously would be hopefully would help um help with reduction of injuries and um there's so many games that players have to play play at the moment isn't there? there's 46 league games plus all the cup games not that we ever stay in the cup hopefully that changes this year but um but you know when you're playing 50 games 50 games a year sometimes you know that can plus four 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 training sessions roughly a week and sometimes you're playing twice a week obviously the injuries come so it could help with injuries if you're able to rotate players more um, and help with player fatigue, maybe. Uh, people like Burns or Jackson, you get these sort of muscle injuries which come in, which are, which are a bit of a nightmare. So, so it, could, it, could, it could definitely help with that. And the other thing which I would say would, uh, would be that it helps bring the youngsters through. I really don't want to see Humphreys leave on loan personally after Kieran Dyer saying he's the second best midfielder in the squad. I want to keep him in there. And, and a rule like this could really help him. You know, he, he came on for 15 minutes. In the last game against Charlton, he did a great assist to Norwood, which is obviously Norwood's last ever kick of a ball for Ipswich, so it's sort of the spotlight on him. But it was a great assist, and I don't think you can ever have a lack of players in, in, in the field there that could come on for a bit and provide that key pass. Um, so I think people like him, um, Dabba, obviously, if, if we kept him, it's just just having those youth players, if you can keep them around, perhaps bring them into the side they're clearly good enough they've they've uh, they've been touted by people like Kieran Dyer or they've had wonderful seasons away like uh, like at Salford so yeah um could be good could be bad it doesn't it doesn't really affect us that much but hopefully it would help help a squad like it is um in, in the coming season having having those more subs yeah yeah, definitely. Um, as you said, yeah, it helps the bigger clubs who've got bigger squads and some players who are not happy they're not playing, but they've got opportunity to come on the pitch for the last 10 minutes or so. And, and Matt, um, I don't know who said it in our group chat, but someone said about if this was Mick McCarthy, he'll still probably bring on four defensive minor players and he'll still have Selena or 
whoever's you know a creative player on our bench, you still won't play them. But uh, Matt, what's your thoughts on this, my friend? I was glad it wasn't me that made got in with that with that gag first. To be fair, because say so it's one of those. It's funny because it's true. He probably would have done. But yeah, I'm I'm probably in a similar boat to to Harry. Really, it is it is more advantageous to sides with bigger squads. Um, we saw it. I mean, we saw it right down to our level, obviously, with the with the rule changes um, during season before last. Now with with COVID uh, and everything, it's it looks like they're limiting it. It's five, but three opportunities um, during the game, so you can't have sort of five lots of switches, which I suppose helps. Interestingly, though, actually sort of reading into it, it's slightly different to last time. I think halftime subs don't count towards the three, so that's that'll be interesting. And I think I think. Similar to what Harry said, the game is faster and more athletic now. And we've not been alone in how many sort of muscle-related injuries have we seen in our players in recent years, you know. And the fact if you can make more substitutions during a game, it's going to help prevent that as well, particularly at this level where you've got 46 league games plus the League Cup, the FA Cup, and you're going into the FA Cup in the first round. You've got the pizza trophy as well. And hopefully we'll we'll actually have a decent cup run in, in at least one tournament. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, it, it's here, it's happening. Um, it will just be interesting to see. I think there's a, there, there is a benefit to get fringe players in. Uh, I'm not sure I entirely agree. Um, I probably prefer to see Humphreys get more minutes than we could offer even with five subs. So I wouldn't be devastated if he went out on loan. I thought he was very good when he came on against Charlton. Um, and I just think as much as I'd love to see us sort of develop young players using the additional subs, we've really got to get our league one this season. And can we be forward? I think I think it's maybe built around sort of in, in Darba being one of those players, but I, I'd like to see potentially, or not I'd like to see, I think it'd be best for players like Humphreys and Elkin Baggett as well, um, perhaps maybe to do similar to what Darba did um, going out to Salford and, and, and getting getting those minutes because again Baggett played against Charlton and I thought he was very good in the same way I thought he was very good against Rotherham but in both of those games there was a couple of moments he had where inexperience showed through and I think particularly you know, Charlton went through and crashed one off the um, crossbar in the second half at three nil you know and, and Baggett effectively lost his man and I thought yeah, you know on another day we'd have been punished for that so perhaps he needs a little bit more time on the pitch but hopefully like you say we can get better rotation through with additional subs um and we can keep um keep the injury numbers down because it's going to be it's going to be a slog of a campaign uh, i know some of them have gone up but um you've got derby coming down and if they still exist in the next week or so you know they could potentially be a threat there's still other teams in there that were up there and thereabouts that are going to want to have another go again so it probably on balance, and I'll stop waffling now. <laughs> I think it's probably going to be a good thing, um, but that's us where we've probably got a squad where we can take advantage of that full change. I think so too, Ben. And um, what do you think then, Ben, on this five subs? Um, I have a feeling Kieran Kenner won't always use all five. I think he'll use them tactically well, and I think there'll be times where probably don't need to even make a few subs, maybe one or two here and there, but not all five at once. I don't think it's going to be every game we're going to see five players come on in those three different um, time scales. But what's your thoughts on all this? Um, I don't like it at all. Um, in terms of when you're looking at the Premier League clubs, they've already got advantages over particularly those top six, top seven, the Champions League. Yeah, they've got so much money coming through. 
it may suit us in League One because we've got um, because we, we do have a, a, a squad of players. That, you know, Harry alluded to it straight. We've got we've got a squad that I think most clubs would be jealous of. So it, it is advantageous to to us, Ipswich Town. I, I was talking to a, a few Cambridge United fans who um, we had you know had a, a good debate about it. They they don't like it either. They think it's a, sm- a smaller club, you know, with a smaller squad in in, in League One. It, it won't it won't help them. Um, I sort of made the point that it might help in games because we saw it so evident in Portland Road. Might help teams um, with time wasting even more. It gives them that option to, if there is an injury, they still have another opportunity to bring in another couple of subs, slow the game down. So there is a slight, you know, maybe slight thing that people haven't thought about there. But overall, I think three subs is enough. Yes, the game is completely different now. Yes, you have to look after your players, but. As, as much as the game is faster and everybody's fitter, there's still those medical science people. There's still the recovery is so much better. Um, and managers are always going to find something to moan about. We've got five subs now. Your Klopp, Squadiolas, etc. They'll find something else to moan about next season, without a doubt. And then it'll be the next thing and whether we change that. So, Ross, to answer your question, I don't like it. But it may benefit Ipswich this year. But I, 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 yeah, I hope we don't use them. Like you said, I hope McKenna doesn't use him. Three, three is enough. I think so too. Why right then, boys? Some serious chat there. It's time to have a bit more silly stuff. And it is time for the strike. The the, the main feature of the fan social sometimes is competitive natures comes in. Harry making his debut on the strike. Matt Macon and Ben Diaf have had many, many head-to-heads and they've had to battle their wits on their town knowledge. So let's see how the three get on. So then, boys, we've got four questions plus a tiebreaker if needed. And um, basically, it's just birthdays. Players who are going to be having their birthday this week, uh, who's got their birthday today. Um, so let's get right into it then. Uh, and a tiebreaker, if needed, we'll, we'll use it. We'll know we will. You, one of you have got to gamble. Because if you don't gamble, then you're boring. Um, so you've always got you've always got to use a tiebreaker. So the first question is on Chris Bart Williams. Remember him? Back in the 2000s. Um, now, what shirt number did he wear during his time at town, was it 16, 23, or 28? Chris Bart Williams was on loan back then. What do you reckon? I think he's on loan from Nottingham Forest at the time. And then he, he's, I think he's now in America doing coaching. Um, so yeah, he's living the life in, I think it's Florida or something like that. Let me, do, let me, let me just double check. Yeah, he's in, yeah, Miami. Living a life in the sun. Anyway, enough of that. Uh, Chris Bart Williams, what, what do you reckon, boys? I've gone, let me see that, 23. 23. And uh, Ben Diaf, you are wrong, my friend. It is 23. It's there, Harry. is off the that mark was, as well as Matt. It was a guess. I was getting worried. Ben, ben said, oh, that was the same for me. I was getting worried. Ben said that with such confidence. I thought, oh, he, he knows it. He knows it. <laughs> uh, I was thinking, actually, Chris Bart Williams. Very good quiz game. We've had a quiz game on this tag do. Um, double barrels, Premier League players. Because he was one. It's oh, quite a lot. Good game. Yeah, good game. That's a really good game. Could could bring that. I don't know how many how many double barrel names are we had at town. Not many town ones, I think. No, I don't think so. We won't get into it in this episode. We can do it in the future, though. Um, question two. <laughs> Rio is... Coca. That was an old one. Sorry, oh, carry on. God. Oh. Old, old, old. Yeah. And average. Yeah, and a very bad player. Uh, for town. <laughs> we were a bad player back in the day. We'll ask the villa or not. But anyway, um, next question is on Dean Bowditch. He also celebrates his birthday this week. Um, now, mm. how many goals did he score for town in 83 games? 
Um, of course, his debut was pretty good. He didn't score in his debut, but um, got that assist against Norwich and when we beat Norwich as well, when we could beat Norwich. Um, won't say any more about that. Um, what, Dean Bowditch. Against Watford? Yeah, Watford, the youngest ever hat-trick goal scorer. Against uh, future Premier League winning Pidgeley, wasn't it, in goal for Watford, I think, that day. And he went on to be Chelsea's third goalkeeper when Mourinho won the league. I'm pretty sure he won the Premier League. Yeah. Anyway, use, useless facts. Let's ask the question. Yeah. That's what we do on a strike. Useless <laughs> facts, but they could come in handy. You never know one day. But uh, let's look like, like this question. How many goals did Dean Bowie score in this many games? Like, when will you ever use that? But Absolutely. Oh, I've got an absolute punt here. I've got no idea. I'm guessing at, you see that, 19. 19, okay. I've gone 29. Probably too high. Mm. I've gone right. for 28. 28. Oh. Ooh. Oh. Now, of course, now. If, <laughs> if you got if, if you got it bang on, of course, you get double the points. But um, closest to the correct answer, and the closest is Matt Macon, because it's actually only nine goals. Nine. 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 I've gone too low. I didn't go low enough. I can remember five of them just like that. Bloody hell! Score. You didn't score many after that, my friend. Yeah, he wasn't prolific. So yeah, God, I tell you, we really hold him in quite high stead, don't we? He was crap. Nine goals <laughs> in 83 games. Yeah, it's not a great ratio, but only 83 <laughs> games as well. But um, Matt gets the point, so it's 2-1. Um, next question is on Alan Brazil. He actually celebrates his birthday on the same day as Dean Bowditch. Um, now, I like this question. This is what a message what I sent you, Ben. I went, I was really happy with this question. Um, now, while he was at town, he had a loan spell in America back in the day at the Northern American Soccer League, which is defunct now in 1978, but for which team? Detroit Express, Chicago Sting, or Minnesota Kicks? And all these teams don't exist anymore because they all got, you know, yeah, back in the day, back in the 70s and 80s, they all just went, went didn't they? Because they all went bankrupt or whatever. Um, but, so there you go. Detroit Express, Chicago Sting, or Minnesota Kicks. So before Adam Brazil became Adam Brazil, we went out on loan in 1978. Of course, when we went on to win the FA Cup, he was out on loan um, in America. What do you reckon, then, boys? So um, Matt needs to get this right, and he wins the whole damn thing. Harry needs to get it right to get it to oh. the next question. Um, ben just needs to get a point just to get back in in the game. To save myself the embarrassment. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm okay, another punt. Minnesota kicks. Okay. Um, you all got it wrong. It's actually Detroit Express. Oh. <laughs> so no there idea. We go. That is a good um, question, Ross. Well done. That's happy with that. That's you should ask Heathy for a pay rise. Um, <laughs> well, well. If he, he, I'm sure he's listening. Hi, Heathy. What do you reckon? Good question for the strike. Uh, I'll, you know, I'll add more good questions in the long run. Um, okay, then. So the final question, a chance for Harry to get into this. Um, and Ben, if you, it's just once again, now you know, it's not, it's not bang on. It's actually a multiple choice, so you can't, unfortunately. But. Still play, Ben. It's fine. Um, but Harry, if you get this right and Matt gets it wrong, then we are going to go to a tiebreaker. But if right. we get it wrong, we'll still have a tiebreaker. Won't we, Matt? If you do win overall, you'll, 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 you'll gamble. You'll gamble. You will. Um, so the Peer next pressure. question is... Yeah, pretty much. The next question is on Alan Quinn. Um, he celebrates his birthday this week. And, um, of course, the very interesting podcast I did with him back in the day for Ross Meats, which, um, of course, got deleted for obvious reasons. I uh, won't get into that. But um, what shirt number did he wear during his time at town? Was it 12, 20, oh. or 25? So this is a chance. Oh, Matt's really writing down. Oh, no. Oh, he's a little think. Can Harry come back and steal this and take this to the tiebreaker? don't think so. Oh, okay. 
I've gone 25. Yeah, I also think it's 25. It's not really down quick enough. It is 25. So Matt has won overall 3 2. And Ben gets a a point at the end there. Well done, Ben. Always good. So there we go. 3 2 1. Now, Matt, what do you reckon? Gamble? Well, I'm never going to hear the end here. I don't. So, yeah, go on. I'll gamble. Okay. Now, we're playing West Ham in pre-season. So, how many times has Town won against West Ham in 68 games? Now, Harry and Ben, if you get it bang on, you win. But if you don't, Matt wins overall. So, let's see then. West Ham, of course, you know, those playoff games, the two back-to-back playoff games, uh, losing. uh, Still hurts. Still hurts for us younger listeners out there who saw a team get in the playoffs. Of course, we got in the playoffs 2014-15, but... um, those, those back-to-back playoff seasons were always good because we scored loads of goals under Joe Roll. But West Ham, of course, played West Ham a lot in the, the 70s, I think, and the 80s and all that stuff. Um, played, of course, a few times in the championship because when they got relegated a few times. Still remember the... Was it a 5? Was it a 5-1? Five, 5-1, one? Five, one, Jay Emanuel yeah. Thomas on 5. That was it, 5-1, nice. yeah. yeah. And the Lee Bowyer last-minute winner at Upton Park as well. Mm. That five-one, that five-one was very interesting because, uh, like I said, my dad's a bit of a casual West Ham fan. He was, uh, I was in the, um, I didn't have a season ticket that year. I can't remember why, but I was. Oh, did I have a season ticket? And I moved stand. I can't remember. Anyway, I ended up in the Upper Churchman's. I was, he used to sit in the Lower North, and he was, he, him and a couple of West Ham mates had smuggled themselves into the home end at West, in, in the West End, and I'd been to the pub with them beforehand, and I was going on. Oh, it's not going to be a great. We weren't. We weren't in great form going into that game, and West Ham were top of the league, I think, weren't they? And and it, it was only my my dad. My dad's mate, was born, born and bred West Ham fan, going. Oh, I don't know. We've got a rick in us, you know. And all this, and obviously we, it went mad. And my dad's battery ran out at half time. So when he eventually got back to Felixstowe and plugged his phone in charge, I had all, all these mock abusive messages from his uh, <laughs> from his son. <laughs> Yeah. I still don't let him forget it now. No, definitely not. <laughs> I know they've, they've had that great run in Europa League this year, or the season just yeah. gone, but we, we, we always remember that game. But um, well then, boys, 68 games. Um, Matt, we'll, we'll start with you first. Um, if you get a bang on, then you get double points anyway. But what, what have you gone for, my friend? I've gone 26. Okay. Um, I've gone really low, actually. I've gone 19. Just got. Oh. I think we've had a bad run against them. I completely agree. I've gone slightly negative, given it 68 games. I also went for 19, just so I'm not... That's weird. That'll be yeah, interesting. That is, that is well, I haven't got another tiebreaker, guys. I'm happy yeah. that you haven't got a bang on, because I haven't got another tiebreaker. Uh, Matt, I saw you squiggled out uh, a number before you put your number. I Yeah, I went 17, and then I thought that was, I thought that was too low. Okay. But now I'm starting to think maybe, <laughs> given Harry and Ben's thinking, I'm thinking maybe I should have gone with me uh, with my original answer. Or well, not, because if they haven't got it bang on, I'm still right. <laughs> they, haven't, they, haven't, they haven't got it bang on, thankfully, because they haven't got a tiebreaker. So it's um 21. So you boys are close. Oh, close. Very close indeed. Ooh. So, well, Matt, that's my, won, my, my, my first strike, my first strike victory. That is, I'll make a note in the diary. <laughs> yes, my friend. 13th of June, 2022. Half eight on the clock. You've won your first strike. Exactly. You bring me a little trophy friend. on Wednesday before we play football, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. I'll let you have an open goal. You can score the first goal. Everyone has to stop. They can't move. You just walk it in. <laughs> Boom. There you go. Actually, you don't need it anyway. You, you said you scored eight goals in, in two matches so far. So, happy days. Although, Matt, we haven't been on the same team yet. We haven't been on the same team. So, we've got to make that a rule on Wednesday. Yes. We're on the same team. Definitely. So, 
We've had a few tussles, though, haven't we, me and you? We've had a few tussles. Absolutely. Absolutely. He likes to leave, that, that Roscoe, he likes to leave his shoulder in. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's, that's the only thing I can do because I can't win the ball normally because I've got no strength. Um, but there we go, then, boys. Another strike done in the books. Harry, uh, how was your first experience of the strike? Yeah, it's great. It's lovely. As I said at the start, I've spent over a decade or more speaking to friends who all support the Chelsea's, United, Liverpool's, and they always switch off when I talk to them about Ipswich. So it's nice just to get on and have an outlet to uh, to speak about probably the most positive time of supporting them in, in a long time. So, yeah, absolutely great. Thank you. Thanks for having it's me. pleasure, my friend. Oh, well, we're not, we're not finished yet, mate. We're not finished yet. No, I, remember sorry, the... I, yeah, I thought that was the sort of... Thanks we're for going. having us. I mean, uh, okay, we're done. We're done. Thank you very much for listening and we'll see you <laughs> next week. No, we've got one more feature to, to cover and it's about the kits. Um, the new kits are hopefully out soon and um, it's always good to talk about your favourite kits in it, lads. Your home, the aways. You can also mention a goalkeeper kit if you want as well, if you're a goalie, keen goal, goalie. Um, but Harry, over to you then. Um, as you said, you're 29 years of age. Sorry to bring your age in, but um, Absolutely you, fine. you've had a different range of kits. Um, what has been your favourite, home or away? I'm not going to bring in a goalkeeper shirt. I know Andy Warren loves his goalkeeper shirt, so I'm, I'm normally focused on the on the on the normal outfield shirt. So I really like the Green King. I was going to try and get a picture of me when I was a toddler with my brother, and we had the Green King kits from about '96 to I think it was the '96 '97 sort of season. So I, I really love those ones. Has Matt got uh, yeah. Matt's got them? That's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of them. Yeah, I love that era uh, when Green King was on the front. Um, and the one I've got here to display, my friend got me as a present, 1993, the year I was born, which is uh, the old Fissons that way. But the badge is massive and my cat chews on these, as you can see. So it doesn't come out very often because the cat loves it. Um, and then are we, should I go to Awake It or are we doing yeah, everyone home no first? Fun, Awake It, no, yeah. Uh, I always like the old orange Awake It, which are good. But I have to give a shout out to, uh, to the old white and the white and black from this year. Um, and as I said, yeah, I'd, Thanks for having me on. I think I've got some good shouts to bring to the table. Hopefully, some some ideas to have. But I do also have some terrible shouts, including this one. Oh, oh what's Scotty that? Half, Fraser. What's sixty quid for half a season? No refunds. But a uh, bit frustrating. I was going to go for Bond, so that would have been a full season before I got rid of it. But there you go. But yeah, I love the black. The the white kit was special this year, wasn't it? We all seemed to play well in it and watch some Fratton Park and and lots of different away games where they played really well. So yeah, they, those probably. Probably my favourites, yeah. I like that. I like that. And um, for the for the viewers watching, I uh, know for the listeners, sorry, listening, then you know you weren't able to see oh, what you yeah. were showing. One of one of them was the laces, the classic nineties, the first Premier League season, the laces. Everyone loves that. Um, and you've got an original as well because it has Umbra on it. You know, some a lot of a lot of people got the remake in it, and you don't the remakes don't have the Umbra on it. So that is there a you go. Original. Oh, it's a lovely gift. It really is. Yeah, no, it's a nice one. And then the other one was this year's white kit with Scott Fraser on the back. Terrible purchase, never mind. Yeah, we, to be fair, we were all excited. I was excited when we signed Scott Fraser, but um, unfortunately, yeah. he his start wasn't great because he missed the penalty. Although he scored in his day against Morecambe, and then when he went returned to Burton, he then missed the penalty, and we lost that also, game. Also, also played on the wing by Paul yeah. Cook nearly every game when he's a number ten, which I found for I know we had lots of number tens, so I understand why he had to sort of move it around. But he's slow. And his best thing is sort of ball control and finding those key passes and it didn't really work, did it? But yeah, pretty heartbreaking. Pretty when Ben's camera came up at the start, I saw his West Burn shirt and I thought, oh, maybe good decision. Not like me. Never mind. Next year. Or well, we'll see what the new kit when it comes out. I have to make a wise decision this time. 
Yeah, don't don't rush it. Maybe wait wait a few months and then decide to January the cancel then. Yeah. yeah, probably best, probably wise. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, then, Matt, over to you. You are a keen kit man. Um, you always do, um, what's it called? Friday kit Friday? Foot, what's it called? Football shirt Friday. Yeah, that's that's the that, that's, that, that was a lockdown thing. Um, uh, it was, certainly, uh, there is the charity thing, Football shirt Friday, but um, I'm going to say I probably shouldn't mention sort of crossing the divide between podcasts. But I think Rich Woodward from, from Blue Monday, uh, friend, friend, Friend of the KOA and uh, and fellow curry eater at the end of the end of last season. Yeah, he gave crashed our party, um, didn't he? No, he did. He did. No, no, he was, he was invited. Honestly, he did. He yeah. did call ahead. <laughs> and um, yeah, so um, yeah, he started that during lockdown, and I've just kind of kept it going. Really, I just like when I work, if I'm working from home, or even if I'm in the office, I try and put a football shirt on on Friday and a, you know, a little bit of vanity, put it on uh, social media. So, and unfortunately, unlike Rich, I have most of mine are rep- the old retro ones are replicas and not originals. Um, but obviously, I've got the two behind me that I've picked out. It was a difficult one because it's just so many, and like the, that the, the the red laces one that Harry put up just now. That was I've got that in replica without the red laces at the moment because they came out and blocked up the washing machine and led to me having to manually. It got caught in the filter. It shredded. Part of it got oh. caught in the filter. And I had to then manually drain the machine and uh, unclog the filter. So I haven't found red laces to replace it in the replica. But I had that one as my first ever shirt. It was a second-hand shirt donated to me uh, when I first started following town. Um, and I wish I still had it. I don't know what happened to it in the end. Obviously, it would fit me now because I was only about 9, 10 when I had it. But you can have, you can have my laces about... if you want. You can have my laces if you want, Matt. My cats to see them. It's a nightmare. I can't <laughs> even get it out. I'm not sure. Start chewing them. <laughs> I don't know if yeah, I'm allowed yeah. anymore because I, I don't know if Mrs. M will let me have it more in case it completely knack us a washing machine next time. <laughs> but yeah, so I went obviously the one um, sort of behind my uh, behind me there. Obviously, I went the 97, 99 uh, Green King shirt. I, I almost, I almost picked the 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 Green King shirt. You know, the promotion shirt. I've got the replica player final one. But there's just something about this one. There's something, and I know a lot of people don't like it. There's something I, I like a badge in the middle sometimes you know and i like this one i like the sleeves i like i particularly like the, the strip with the suffolk punches um down each side of the sleeve you know um yeah and so when when that came out as a replica last season you know and i, think I bought into it you know mccordy bomb was in his pomp at that stage and they had him um he sat, stood in front of the church and modern oh, i've got to have it i've got to have it and yeah that's probably for me growing up child of the 90s at least that's my that's my favourite shirt. You know, we were competitive season on season wearing that shirt, you know, getting into the playoffs. Not, obviously, not doing so well sort of the, the first three editions of the playoffs. And then the away shirt. Uh, and again, I can't, again, it's an, unfortunately, it's another copper replica behind me on the on the door there. But the, the black and red uh, away shirt, fighting shirt from the early 90s, you know, I, I just, black and red, you know, it, it is a bit of an iconic away shirt, you know. Again, it reminds you sort of those those happier times, the early nineties, you know, winning the last old second division, getting into that first season and all the premiership as it was called then, you know, and there's there's just something about it. And also being a husky gentleman, vertical stripes are slimming, so I always like putting that one. <laughs> but there's so many I said I particularly like how I again for only the second season, and I did it last season as well. I actually bought home and away this season because I, I again I liked both of them. I'm not I'm not devastated that the Adidas deal has ended, but, you know, um, on the other hand, I quite like some of the Adidas shirts not been anti it. And again, the, the white and black away shirt, I really like, really like that one. Um, and and I, I played it safe, Harry. I went with, um, I went with uh, Natasha Thomas on the back of my home shirt. Uh, 
this season. So I, I did well there. It's interesting who 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 to pick um, for for next season's share. If indeed it's it, it's good enough to warrant being purchased. I lie. Of course, I'm going to get it. But. <laughs> <laughs> Harry, do you want to come in? I feel like you're buzzing to say. I don't know. I think, as you said, Ross, I'm going to have to take your advice and just take take some time over it. You know, I've got to be someone permanent. Burns is a safe shout, isn't it? Now, new contract. Yeah. I don't think he's leaving unless he somehow comes on in the World Cup for Wales and scores against England and then gets nabbed away. I don't think it will happen though. Um, I love Fridge. Wolf- I love Fridge before he got injured. Wolfie, Wolfie's obviously solid. Uh, yeah, it's difficult not to go for your favourites. I wouldn't do Morsey just in case he runs away. I don't know. I have, a, I have a long, hard think about it, and I'll definitely wait some period of time before buying it. Probably a week. I can't do Morsey because it's fifty-five. It's not that like I don't want to get Morsey sure, in the back of my shirt. Surely, surely he's going to change that number. Surely, I'm, maybe he'll move to five or maybe four because you know that's Raheem Harper's number. But yeah. I think you know yeah. he's, he's, a, he's a four really in team. You know Morsey. That's sort of his position. So. I don't yeah. really mind the bigger numbers, really. I think my favourite number ever for Ipswich was 32, Sheffy Cucci. So yeah. I quite like it when it's a little bit different, you know, switch up. 55 is a bit weird, though, I guess, yeah. Yeah, 55 is a big, big number for our captain as well. But we'll just see. That's another good, exciting day. I know Andy Warren's going to enjoy that, seeing the squad numbers released. He'll be all over that and deciding if, oh, has he we done the right decision here? Um, but there we go. Ben? Over to you then, my friend. You've got two kits behind you. One from last season and then a, a very... Classic one with Matty Holland on the back. Um, what is your favourite home and away? Yeah, those are two of um, two of my favourites. Like Harry and Matt, we seem to um, have a lot of kits between us. I think Burns did get quite lucky. I, I went to uh, Wimbledon, um, second home game of the season, and he scored and won the penalty. And that's when that's when I decided to get him on the back of my shirt, and obviously that ended up being a, a, a lucky or um, inspired decision. I was just very proud of wearing that time games last year. Um, the Matt Holland shirt is more it's it's iconic. I just think you know get Wembley two thousand, like Matt said too, it is an absolute classic. Um, I like the look of the shirt, nice and simple, really cool. But it's actually my my two sort of more favourite design shirts are same as what Matt's got hung up. I've got this from when I was a kid. So that's when we beat obviously with Alex Maffey. And obviously we beat Norwich 5-0. So I remember getting this on the back. I don't know if you can see that. We ate Norwich. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. I mean, I was probably like 11 when I got that. I must have persuaded my dad to do it. He must have been embarrassed, cringeworthy. I used to wear it to derbies and get called a little W all the time by Norwich fans. I mean, they probably haven't got much more in their vocabulary than that sort of language anyway. So, um, but anyway, it was interesting. Um, but my all-time favourite... Reminds me of one of my all-time favourite players. Um, I've only got the remake, unfortunately, but it's got to be the cream, cream and black. Mm, yeah. Just remember Kieran Dyer with his Adidas Predators. A particular memory that stands out. I think we scored in the last minute 2-2 against Huddersfield at the old, what's called the McAlpine at the time. Uh, and that's one of my sort of childhood memories. I remember when, when I heard that goal came on, on CFAX. Look it up, kids. Um, yeah, when we saw that goal come through, I wasn't at the game. I remember just going absolutely loopy. And I think it was a really good finish. Just um, came in from the right and there, got, got it over the keeper. But yeah, one of those childhood memories that stuck with me. And it's a, it is a beautiful kit with obviously the Barry St. Edmunds Abbott Ale um, sponsor, which famously they misspelled, didn't they? Barry St. Edmunds in the original ones that were printed. So it's a little backstory as well. But that, yeah, that's, that's probably my favourite of all time. Probably yeah. my next replica to get that one, actually. I, last time I was in the club shop, I had to remind myself that I was equidistant between paydays and I couldn't afford a replica shirt when I saw that one hanging up. 
Yeah, it's a good one. It's a really well done one. The punch ones are a bit easier to do because they can put punch on them as opposed to like Harry's got the original Umbro Fison's shirt. We can't have. We all didn't on the retro ones. Couldn't have Umbro. So um, yeah, the punch ones look even more like the originals. Yeah, that's the my, that's my next purchase for that as well. Is that cream one? Because it doesn't look great. I wasn't wasn't sorry. I wasn't. I think there was only one when we we played in that. Sorry, lads. Sorry, listeners out there. But uh, I was going to say, does does Ross know what CFAX is, Ben? Do you reckon? Do you know what CFAX is, Ross? Yeah, I do. I do. What yeah, number do. was football then? To look up the football. I know it, but I don't know the number. <laughs> was, it, was it 301? I think it's 341. 341. I'm, 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 I'm pretty sure it's 341. I remember the quiz, Bamboozle. We used to do that all the time. Bamboozle. Oh, I'm shouting at this podcast because we've got it wrong now. That we, yeah, that we is it Bamboozle? I hope it is. I'm pretty Bam, sure it Bam, is. Bamboozle. Oh, wait, that, that, that was a, we're completely going off topic, Ross, and I make no apologies for it. Uh, that, that, was a, that was a family <laughs> trick. That, that caused some sibling arguments in our household, I tell you. You used to have to wait for the uh, scores to flick around on the CFAX, didn't you? Wait for them to come It's so strange, yeah, you just have to wait for the pages to flick over. Like, have we scored again? Like, hold, like holding on for the next <laughs> yeah. page. Saturday afternoon. I feel, I feel we're slipping into the Yorkshireman sketch from Monty Python at this rate. Kids don't go that bad. To be fair, like, we, you know, we are lucky nowadays. Like, now we've got quick access. We know when a goal is scored because it comes up, we get a notification on our phone or, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. It's just... It's unbelievable. Back in the days when you know football was football, were not it? You know where you didn't know anybody. You know, didn't know anybody's score until you had to flick on to that, or you you know see it in the next newspaper or whatever. Or you know, once again, it was only one game be played as well live on TV. But oh, little, little, FM, little FM radio, one one earbud in last day of the season, so you could listen to five live and what was going on at the other grounds. So yeah. you knew you work it. You had to do all the maths in your head to work out where you were in the table. If I'm away from the ground, I always um, just follow Stu's tweets. I always think they're the quickest. Usually seems yeah, to get them out yeah. quickest. I like yeah. to think that he, like Andy, like is a little physio for Stu. So it helps him with some sort of finger movements yeah. before the game. Like, come on, Stu, flex those fingers. And then at the end, he gets a little rub down on the fingers. Yeah. That's what goes on in my head. Anyway. Yeah, I dread to think how many hours I've spent refreshing Stu or Andy's Twitter page constantly, especially when you're holding the lead as well. Horrible yeah. times. Yeah. yeah, I think, yeah, Stu, you know, he's been covering town now for 10 years and I'm sure he's seen a lot of change. You know, Twitter, you know, was a thing 10 years ago, but of course it's grown and grown and it needs to be, every update needs to be there before yeah. you can put a few updates here and there, but fair play to Stu. I know he's part of King's Angle and stuff, of course, he's always going to say good things about Stu, but he does do a great job with those tweets. I don't normally see it on pitch side and doing things, but when I do yeah. look back and go, wow, all those tweets he's done in the game, fair play to you. Yeah, he's really good. And I think it says a lot about the last 10 years of Ipswich Town that I'm pretty sure Stu had hair when he started this job. So I think, I think he's got, I think he could put a claim into Mark Ashton. <laughs> yeah. Look, look at me before this. And now we are, we've gone through a lot. He's gone through a lot of managers, a lot of managers called Paul and all that sort of stuff. It's been, uh, yeah. He might, he might grow it back now, to be fair, and the McKenna, yeah. if it's good. Who knows? Yeah. We'll see. You never know. We may, may send him to Turkey and get one of those, you know, them, those jobs, you know. Yeah, jobs things yeah, transplant um i think like i mentioned go. after last week's five aside socially he didn't seem keen if i recall no no <laughs> trick the turkey's fine but yeah maybe not that just yeah. in case it goes horribly wrong i don't know what will happen if it did go wrong um i don't know I think somebody said to him are you going to do a norwood that's how it was phrased <laughs> yeah yeah 
That's, Norwood did that when he signed a big contract, so maybe Stu's got a big contract hopefully coming soon. We'll wait and see. Um, but, well, lads, it's been another fantastic fan social. Thanks um, for everyone for listening. Harry, over to you first, my friend. Thank you for making your debut. A very good debut, I have to add. Um, any other business? No, not really for myself. Um, I, I know that Ben, you said I think I'm just like you. I'm not really... I've tried to be interested in other sport, but I'm not. It's all football for me, and I find this part of the year... I wouldn't say deeply depressing, but it's upsetting that there's not much football on, especially with the World Cup being robbed. I just can't wait for next year. Um, just look forward to see the sign-ins, upcoming signs. The ones we've done already have been been brilliant, especially Dominic Ball. Got a lot of QPR fans who have been saying that's a it's a great signing for us. Um, so yeah, just looking forward to the to to see the squad getting together and uh, and got to be promotion next year. I'm sure of it. So yeah, that's it. Tom, man, and you mentioned Ball. I don't know, we haven't plugged our sponsors just yet. So before I go to Matt and Ben, do <laughs> any other business from men? Um, of course, support our sponsors at Landscape. Landscape. Landscape.com. Use the code. You're getting a landscaper in. You've got a problem. <laughs> yeah, you have got a problem. Um, but yeah, use the code KOA to get twenty percent off and free delivery. Your balls. Well, thank you. And Dominic Ball will be bossing that midfield with Sam Morsey and Co. Um, Matt, over to you there, my friend. It's been a pleasure as always. Looking forward to our five size session this week. Um, any other business, my friend? No, just just a shout out to those in the KOA five side. We still need that tenth player <laughs> Wednesday. But no, no, joking aside. No, it's been it's been another great show. It's been it's been really great to see Harry make his debut. You know. Very impressive, and hope to see him back on the pod on a more regular basis. And I think, yeah, I think, yeah, I think making the point about we should be all sitting down and watching a World Cup at this point. So that might be another reason why I'm a little bit more excited about pre-season than usual because it's not quite the same. I'm not looking forward to a winter World Cup where I'm gonna um, have to be either indoors or wrapped up outside watching uh, watching England play in the pub. So, yeah, bloody FIFA. <laughs> Can't get into that. Um, but yeah, Harry, my people, you'll talk to your people and I'm sure you'll make a return very soon. And over to the man, that is Ben Diaf. Another great show. Another good outing from you, my friend. Any other business you want to add? And are we going to see you at Fiverside again soon? Um, I, I, I will definitely be at Fiverside next time I'm available. Um, I'm busy this Wednesday. Um, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be a big cricket fan as well. So as I said, it's nice to take a break from football now and again. Um, I'm going to Chelmsford to the T20 Blast on Friday. Um, and I've got some tickets to Lords and all sorts of other bits and pieces for it, which come back. So keep yourself busy. Try to keep my mind off it. Like if your girlfriend or wife goes away, you've got to keep yourself busy or you miss her too much. So that's my advice to all town fans. Keep busy and the season will come round before we know it and we can all get our teeth into these, hopefully, as, as Harry seems incredibly optimistic about a, a promotion season. Um, I will keep that until judgment, until April. Um, so, yeah, great. Great as always, Ross. Great to um, spend a bit of time with Harry and Matt and um, good luck to um, the rest of the KOA posse playing five side tomorrow. And uh, yeah, Manscape must be getting huge off KOA um, Army because they're on TV now as well. I see they've got TV adverts. So uh, you're obviously doing a good job plugging their uh, their, um, their their merch. I'm not really merch, is it? Their stock. Yeah, you know, ball shavers and all that. And, yeah. you know, yeah. I think there's like ball moisturizer as well and all that. But it's, yeah, uh... check it out. Yeah, so check it out. Manscaped.com. Use 20% at checkout. Free delivery and all that sort of stuff. Um, we... Plug them. Speaking of being on TV, we had an advert on TV, didn't we? I don't know if that was yeah. nationwide, but it was certainly uh, locally. And uh, lots of people said it was on lots of different channels for the season tickets, which is nice to see. 
Yeah, there you go. Bit of targeting advertising going on. I had a Spurs supporting friend of mine watching the golf on Sky Sports yesterday. He sent me a little video going, Why am I seeing adverts for season two? One road. That's good marketing from us, though. Like, you know, being yeah. on TV, you know, there's so many people already watching Sky Sports and watching all that sort of stuff. So, you know, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20,000 seasons of gold. That would be great to see. Portland Road is going to be bouncing. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to the preseason. Hope you enjoy the rest of your week. Harry, Matt, Ben, thanks for joining me. And, of course, make sure to follow us on Kings of Anglia on all the Twitter, the Facebooks, the YouTube, Instagram, and all that sort of stuff. And look out for all the content that will bring you throughout the summer. I'll be back very soon. Bye-bye for now. From true crime to football, Brexit to football. more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.